Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Valerie Riddle, 1989 alum of the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine and your host for the USF Health Morsani College of Medicine Alumni Society podcast. Our series this time is mentoring. And today I have with me a fourth year medical student, Valeria Pereira, who's going to talk to us a little bit about not only her experience with her own mentoring, but also a program at USF that we call Plexus, which is a peer-to-peer mentoring program that I think a lot of students find very valuable. So Valeria, welcome. Thanks for joining me. And I'll let you kick it off with just telling us a little bit about your experience with Plexus. Thank you for having me, Dr. Riddle. Uh, yeah, so my experience with Plexus, um, I joined in as a first year medical student and um, essentially I applied for the, men- for the mentor position and the Plexus program essentially matched me with a, an undergraduate student that was interested in the same field that I was in, so medical school um, and eventually physician. And um, so it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, interacting with my mentee. I, it, I feel that they really did match me really well in terms of personalities. And um, it was a very fun experience overall. So what kinds of information do, does Plexus sort of collect to help make those matches happen? That's a good question. So in the application, they ask about, you know, what your hobbies are, um, just what kind of things you do for fun, um, your interests, things like that. And I think that's what essentially helps them match you with uh, someone you will actually uh, get along with, not just professionally, but um, personality wise and things like that. And does Plexus So once the match is made, obviously I'm assuming you get sort of introduced probably electronically at first, but then kind of walk us through what the program looks like after that. Right, so we do, we get the email um, and we are given the information of our mentee and then they have, well, this was pre-COVID. So we had an event where we just all met up um, and we had dinner and um, we had a speaker, I believe that night, it was actually you who was the speaker, uh, well, at least one of them. And, um, and then, yeah, we were just given time to chat, get to know each other, and essentially set up a, a date, another date for us to meet and um, go over some modules that they do provide for us to go over, which I personally thought it was very helpful because I think that once you're, say, at the next step, you kind of forget about things that you were worried about when you were going through the process um, or little details that you just, it's been a long time um, since you were applying or things like that, or you were preparing. And um, the mentees also, I think they wouldn't think about those things because maybe they're not applying or, you know, they're trying to figure things out. So they're not aware of all these other things that they should be aware of. Yeah. I think um, I learned about Plexus. It's interesting that you say I was just one of the speakers at that. I can't believe that's been such a lot. It feels like a long time <laughs> ago. <laughs> yeah, it does. 
<laughs> it really does. Because you would have been a first year student at that point, maybe? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, we all just keep getting older and time just keeps marching on, doesn't it? <laughs> but I learned about I, I learned about Plexus because I was involved in an organization called Women in Leadership and Philanthropy, which I believe you were were one of our scholarships. That's correct. Right. And I had a lot of a lot of our our recipients are are pre-med or pre-health profession. And so I tend to have some of those students gravitate because I'm a physician and they're, you know, they're looking for mentors. And I realized that I can talk to them about what my experience in medicine as a career is, but I really don't know much about what it takes to get into medical school now or, you know, what the process is. It's changed a lot since I was a student in the 80s. And I started trying to figure out how could I build a program where I connected undergraduate students with pre-med students or with med students and realized that it kind of already existed. And I was so impressed by the process, it was very organized, I, you know, to your point, the application so that they can try to match students. And then the modules that you, you sort of alluded to that there's, there's actually a program that, that you walk the pre-med students through where they learn about the application process and the MCAT and personal statements and letters of recommendation and dressing professionally and communicating professionally. And it was, it's really impressive that, you know, the students kind of organized that. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your experience in that program as a mentor. How often did you connect with the student that you, that was your mentee and what kinds of conversations did you have? And, you know, do you still keep in touch? Do you know what happened for them in their, you know, their journey? Sure. So I can't say how many times we we met up, um, but, you know, every time that we would meet up and I think actually having the modules was very helpful because, as you may know, sometimes we we all get caught up in our own lives and we forget to check in or, you know, we just lose track of time. And so try to reach out to your mentee so you guys can uh, coordinate a meeting and um, talk about these things. And, you know, so we would have, we would go over the module and of course you always go off topic because it brings up all these other side stories. Um, so it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was definitely helpful. I think, um, so every time that we would meet up, uh, my mentee would always say, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Um, and my mentee, his mom was actually a physician and, um, and even, you know, he had questions and he's like, oh yeah, I didn't know about this. Um, so I will say after that year, we did not keep in touch as frequently. Um, I think, like I said, we, we just both got caught up with everything else. Um, and I believe he's doing CD year this year. I'm not sure if he is still interested in pursuing medicine or not. And that's okay. Right. Because I think part of 
mentoring in general, and certainly part of Plexus with pre-med students is really helping them to sort of understand what what's ahead of them. And sometimes that leads to figuring out that maybe that isn't the choice for you and, and that's okay. Um, did you hear any feedback from the mentees in general, not just yours, but overall the, the response to Plexus? Do you think the program is generally well received? And, and I'm assuming COVID sort of derailed some, but is the program still alive and are there still, still students participating as far as you know? Right. So from other mentees that I've talked to, they, again, really enjoyed the, the program because it's not only for medicine, it's also for all the other fields like um, pharmacy, PT. And um, so it's nice because they each field gets their own modules and obviously the mentees and mentors are matched accordingly. Um, so that's obviously very nice. And they essentially have the same experience with figuring things out and finding out new things through the modules and connecting with students, um, and just hearing a little bit, a little bit more, not just about the process of applying, but what it's like afterwards and things like that. And like you said, you know, they, um, essentially it helps them figure out if that's really what they want to do. Um, and then in terms of is it still alive? So I just saw that they were having applications for this upcoming academic year. So they're still going, uh, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, me too. I, I thought that that was happening and I just wasn't sure how COVID may have impacted things. But I think now that we can, well, at least for the moment anyway, gather again, um, I'm glad to hear that they're continuing. I, I just think it's, I think it's a brilliant program for students. So I'm glad it's it's still alive and well. And I assume that, and this is what I remember, is the mentors are generally first year medical students, maybe some second years, but that's kind of, then you guys kind of move on and get into your clinicals, et cetera. So it's harder for you probably to participate. Is that generally true or are there third or fourth year students who can still be mentors? That, so I will say, I think the majority of mentors tend to be first year, second years a little bit. Um, but like you said, it kind of starts trickling down just, you know, with the nature of the progression of, of our schooling. Um, yeah, I think it ends up being more of first, maybe second years, which I think it's great because they're closer to the undergraduates in terms of you know, they're more fresh in terms of what's going on and um, probably have similar interests and things like that as well. Yeah. And I think because of the type of information that's being shared, it really is that very contemporary experience with the application process. That's, that's the value of that program. So I think that's great. And I know I also have helped as best I can find physicians who've been willing to shadow students, again, pre-COVID, that kind of became extremely difficult, if not impossible during COVID. Hopefully that'll 
change a little bit because that is so important for those undergraduate students that experience. So it's just a great program. And I'm, I really am very appreciative that you were willing to chat with me a little bit about it. How do students find out about it? So I believe one through social media or um, I know for me, they told us about it in class, I believe, um, in their ways of recruiting students. Um, we also got emails. So I believe they try to use several ways to reach out to mentors and mentees as well. And I know there's a pre-med interest group. I don't know what it's really titled, but at, you know, on campus that I know they they connect to to get the word out to the undergraduate students. So, right, and, yeah, fantastic. So I'm going to pivot away from Plexus, and I really want to hear your experiences um, as a mentee, perhaps, and how you have gone about finding mentors. Do you have mentors? Because part of this whole series really is is my attempt to help people understand, you know, that mentoring is many, many things. And I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Right. So, yes, I do have mentors. Um, I think that's necessary in general, especially in, in the medical field. Um, and what I've found is that I think it's good to be involved in other things, not just purely, obviously, academic, uh, because it exposes you to different people and, um, and in different um, steps and different stages um, of maybe what you're trying to um, get to. And so that's kind of how I've found my mentors. Um, I know some of them I found while I was doing research, they were applying when I was just doing undergrad or um, getting involved with the Bridge Clinic, of course, um, Dr. Gonzalez, he's a big mentor of mine and that kind of progressed just by getting to know each other through the clinic and things like that and projects. Um, so it definitely happens getting involved in other things and getting to know um, other people and with just getting to know each other, you end up finding yourself in that mentor mentee position pretty naturally. So you didn't really look for specifically a program or advertise that you were looking for a mentor. You, you, it sounds like your relationships have, have developed somewhat organically. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Were you intimidated when you were meeting some of these folks? Did you, did you have to overcome that feeling that you're a student and they're, they're an attending or they're an older or they're whatever? Was that, was that hard for you? And if, if so, how did you, how did you approach it? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely harder when, when you're dealing with, um, when you're interacting with people that perhaps are, several steps ahead of you, you know, and attending, um, that definitely, you know, becomes a little bit, a little bit more of, um, nerve wracking if you, if you would say, um, but I think what helped was just that, like I said, it was more of a natural progression. So 
it was at first just communicating about research projects and clinic. Um, and then as time goes by, you know, obviously um, we're human. We talk about other things other than work or medicine. And so um, that definitely helps essentially get rid of that nervousness, if you would say. Yeah. Do you see yourself, Valeria, being a mentor to students and others as you continue your journey? Oh, yes, absolutely. I love mentoring. Um, I think, I mean, I know how helpful it was and still is for me. Um, And I think, like I said, it's necessary in order for us to um, succeed in in this field. And um, yeah, I really enjoy getting to know others and giving others kind of pieces of advice that um, I wish I had known or I was given and I thought it was really helpful. Um, Yeah, I definitely see myself continuing that. And do you have mentors that guide you in different aspects of your life? I mean, I, I think it's natural for us to think of mentors in our professional lives, but what about other aspects of your life? Do you have folks that, that you would think of as mentors in other, other areas of your life? I, so I'm very close to my family. um, And I think those are kind of the people that I first run to in terms of other aspects of life. Um, I'm a first generation, so I wouldn't run to them for for advice for for the medical field, but they definitely have always been there for me um, as best as they they can. And just in any other aspect of life, um, whether it be, you know, um, relationships or, you know, balancing, um, you know, just work-life balance and things like that. I absolutely run to my family first um, to kind of get um, guidance. Yeah, that's actually, I think that's a really kind of a good point that family and friends can be your mentors if you expand how you view mentorship, right? You don't, it doesn't have to be quote unquote, stranger that you met, that you develop a relationship with. There are people around you every day that are providing mentorship. And I think that's, I don't know that we always think about it that way. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I always tell people the time goes by much more quickly than you expect it will. And we're kind of coming up against the the clock. So I want to give you a chance to close it out with any final thoughts, anything you would tell your younger self. I realize you're still young, but you have, (laughs) you have definitely lived a bit of life and have probably, you know, managed to find some landmines and figure out how to avoid them. So any advice you'd have for folks kind of coming behind you? Right. I think my advice would be to, not be afraid to reach out. Um, I I think that's a common theme. Uh, People are always, oh, this person's very busy. I don't want to bother them. Uh, But I think they'll be pleasantly surprised that we, 
well, a lot of us make time for that. We really, truly enjoy uh, mentoring others and, and helping others in areas that, you know, we've been through, we've, we've had to troubleshoot and um, we are not bothered at all by, by others reaching out and we're more than happy to, to take the time and, and um, talk and just answer any questions or anything they might have, any concerns they might have. I think that is excellent advice. And I, th- I think for most people, myself included, it is very gratifying when someone reaches out and says, would you mind talking to me? Would you mind having coffee? I'd just like to pick your brain about something. You know, it's, it feels good. It's like, oh, you know, I never thought of myself as an expert in anything, but it's really nice that there's some, <laughs> something you can bring to someone else's life that may help them. So I think that's really good advice. Don't be afraid to reach out and realize that some people may not have the time, but there will be many, many others that will, that will be able to make the time. So I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, so we are at time, Valeria, but thank you. Thank you. Where are you headed in your journey now that you're a fourth year? What's this year look like for you? So this year I'm applying to OB-GYN, which I'm very excited about. Ah. Yeah. Finally, you know, my, uh, made the decision and um, I'm very happy with it. And so at this point, I haven't applied anywhere. I'm still very early on. So um just planning out all of that. Well, congratulations for making it through fourth year. And I can't believe I've probably known you close to five years now or four and a half at this point. So time goes by and I, I can't wait to see where you go to next. So thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Edel, for having me. If you have ideas for future podcasts, or if you would like to be a guest, please let me know at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E 25 at usf.edu. Thank you so much for listening.